Welcome back in to another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, what's happening, brother? Man, good to be back tonight, Stacy. Uh, awesome show that you did uh, recruiting uh, the other day that dropped, uh, I believe, this morning. Uh, might have might have been yesterday, but a uh, really really good insight on recruiting. We got some more recruiting to talk about uh, today as well. So uh, glad to be here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I've got a big show lined up tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, it'll be released on Wednesday morning to you guys. So uh, just kind of some perspective on how we do this. But uh, uh, we've got a big show. Going to talk about some underrated, under-the-radar players heading into the season. We'll, we'll each pick one guy from the offensive side of the ball and one guy from the defensive side of the ball. And then we'll wrap the show up uh, discussing Casey Poe as he's going to make his commitment on Wednesday uh, choosing between some of the best schools in the country. He's one of the top interior offensive linemen in the country in the class of 2024. So uh, some good news possibly coming for the Crimson Tide on Wednesday. Uh, but before we do that, make sure you do like, share, and subscribe to our show, whether that's on YouTube, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just wherever you find your podcast, make sure you subscribe. Leave us those five-star written reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you jump in the comment section below and give us your under-the-radar players heading into the 2023 season and give us a why for yes or an in for no if Casey Poe is going to pick the Crimson Tide on Wednesday. So I look forward to, to interacting with you there in the comment section on YouTube. Uh, Jake, we're going to start on the offensive side of the ball. I think I think we could go a multitude of ways with some guys who are kind of flying under the radar uh, entering the 2023 season. You know, there's there's obviously the quarterback is always going to take a lot of the spotlight away. Right. Uh, there, there's some big names in the backfield that everybody's excited about. So, so Jake, I think we're probably both going to go to the same position room here. But who's a guy on the offensive side of the ball that you think is kind of flying under the radar? Oh. First of all, Stacey, you know, we talked about on our show the other night um, about how the wider, you know, how the running back room can really help out this quarterback situation. But finding targets at wide receiver can also help out a, a new quarterback and, and adjusting to, you know, starting, if, especially a fresh quarterback who hasn't had a lot of experience. Um, but I'm going with Kendrick Law. Kendrick Law – he didn't really play much until later in the season. And, and I vividly remember the Auburn game. I mean, he he had uh, – I think he averaged uh, – he averaged 26 yards of carry. He only had two receptions, 52 yards. But, I mean, it just kind of showed what he has potential to be. And, you know, there is a multitude of guys at wide receiving room that, that can be that next guy. But he's a big physical guy who can go up and, and, and uh, make a – make a play if he needs to and he's going to be tough to bring down i think he's like 200 pounds so you know he's he's bigger a bigger body for a wide receiver yeah i love the pick of kendrick law and that's almost who i went with uh you know you mentioned the auburn game jack i actually just re-watched the first half of that game either last night or not before last and and he made a massive play early in that game in the second mm -hmm. quarter when the game was still in the balance it was third and 19 for alabama after a couple penalties he picks up a, a huge gain of like 26 yards on third and 19 and and uh was able to move the chains and in I think the next play or a couple of plays after that Jacoy Brooks caught a touchdown pass so mm -hmm. uh and that's I think that's what Kendrick Law is going to be for Alabama he's going to be that chain mover he's 5'10 right. 5'11 over 200 pounds just a possession physical receiver who's going to make the contested catches so I love the pick of Kendrick Law 
Uh, obviously, the four Bs are getting all the, the love in the receiver room. Ja'Cory Brooks, Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, and, and Malik Benson. Those are the guys that are receiving the most notoriety heading into rightfully the Rightfully so. Yeah, and rightfully yeah. so. The, the, those guys are really great players. But I'm going to stick in the receiver room, and I'm going to go with Kobe Prentice, Jacob, mm-hmm. a guy who's – Totally opposite of what of what Kendrick Law is. He's he's five ten, five eleven, one hundred and eighty pounds, soaking wet, uh, <laughs> but can but can flat out fly. A guy who's a sprinter, an athlete, a guy who's capable of taking it to the house anytime he touches the football. So I look for him to play a major role in the slot this year for Alabama. Uh, could make some big time plays for Alabama. We saw that big playability, you know, against Arkansas, against Utah State, really in the first game of the year. Uh, and then in the, against Kansas State, he catches a 50-plus yard touchdown uh, against the Wildcats there in the Sugar Bowl. So a guy who flashes, who flashed playmaking ability as a true freshman last year, who I think is just going to be better under under Tommy Reese and, and under his second year uh, at Alabama. So two guys at receiver who I'm really excited about. You pick Kendrick Law, the more possession type receiver, who's going to move the chains. And I went with Kobe Prentice, a guy who's capable of taking it to the house anytime he touches the football. Yeah, I really love uh, Kobe Prentice and what he has showed last year as well. You just saw the flashes. And we know how how big it is for a slot receiver who has speed because if you get the the correct matchup, if he gets stuck on a linebacker or if a linebacker gets stuck on him, he's going to take it to the house. And that's what, like you said, says, Kobe Prentice can do. And uh, and Kendrick Law, I, I failed to mention, but you, you, you did mention that I do feel like he's going to kind of be like that Slade Bolden type guy. Third, third and eight, third and nine, we need a big play. He's going – you look for him in the middle of the field. He's going to catch the ball, probably hovering around, like you said, the chains and get the first down when needed in the, in a critical situation. So, both guys, I feel like it's going to, going to have big-time play abilities this upcoming season for this team. Yeah, I, I, I look at Kendrick Law as a mix between a John Mechie and a Slade Bolden. Yeah. Because uh, I think he's more capable of making an explosive play like John Mechie was, mm-hmm. but he's also really good at moving the chains and kind of hovering around the sticks, like you said, to, to pick up those first downs for Alabama on, on third and medium type play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Kendrick Law is going to be a, a very important piece of this Alabama offense. And, and Coach Saban mentioned in the spring how – how much of a leadership role he has already taken on as a true sophomore, not only as in the receiver room, but as on the offense as a whole. So when Coach Saban's bragging on you, you're doing something right. So yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how all the second-year receivers kind of grow and blossom uh, in their sophomore season in Tuscaloosa. So excited to see what both those guys can do. Uh, yeah. I think that receiver room could be really special for Alabama if they can be consistent. Yeah, that's that's the key is consistency and and uh you know that that is gonna be be the key factor. And I think once they get their feet wet and once we figure out the quarterback situation, they're gonna spark and, and it's just gonna be fine. But having having a lot of depth at wide receiver and having talent there is gonna help that new quarterback, whoever it is, whether it be Milrow or uh Ty Simpson transition and getting his feet wet and getting settled into the game yeah and if i had to if i was going to pick another guy on the offensive side of the ball i would stick in the receiver room and go emmanuel henderson oh man yeah i mean the the, the amount of depth and talent in the receiver room is scary and and i actually wrote about that uh on roll tide wire today about how if, if alabama can be consistent in the wide receiver room they have a chance to be one of the best units in the country 
right. mean, they're the the talent is there. It's just consistency and performance, and that's what Coach Saban preaches all the time. And and hopefully they can do that this fall because if they can, uh, uh, that's 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 nothing but help for new quarterback in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely, I'm excited about this team. I'm especially excited about the quarter or the uh, wide receiver room because, like you said, it's deep. It's probably eight, ten deep. I mean, it's yeah. it's incredible. It's yeah. it's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the defensive side of the ball now, Jake. Uh, uh, th- this this one was a little bit tougher for me uh, than it was on the offensive side of the ball. I don't. I'm not sure why, but because uh, there's plenty of of question marks and and guys that are looking to fill voids left by people that's moved on to the NFL, but uh, you know, I, I think we're both once again going to stick in the same position group or the same mm-hmm. part of the field. And, uh, Jake, who's your guy on the defensive side of the ball who's kind of going under the radar this year? You know, my guy, he probably – he he was in the spotlight his, his true freshman year. I mean, and I'm talking about Malachi Moore. Malachi Moore, his true freshman year, I mean, he had three interceptions, had that big one against Auburn, everybody remembers it. And you kind of saw, like, okay, this kid is going to be truly special. Sophomore year, he started dealing with some injuries. Brian, you know, Branch come out of nowhere, and you can't keep Branch off the field. He pretty much took his position. So that spotlight kind of kind of faded a little bit, and not a lot of people, you know, probably realize that Malachi Moore's got his is a senior and he's still on this team. So I feel like, you know. Malachi, if he can reach back to that freshman year and have and stay healthy and be that type of player for this team this year, he's going to make a name for himself and get back in that spotlight in that secondary this year. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Malachi Moore, he is a guy we love the moment that he signed with Alabama. And I can't believe he's a senior now. That's just incredible. But uh I mean yeah. that that man, we've been doing the show this long because I remember talking about him as a yeah. recruit. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 wild, but mm-hmm. yeah, Malachi's a great pick. He as a freshman, he was one of the best playmakers on the team defensively. So mm-hmm. if, if he can get back to that form in twenty twenty three, that would be that would be huge for this defense because this defense needs to force some turnovers this fall, and they need to be opportunistic and and get back to those you know scoring those non offensive touchdowns. So uh, Moore's a great pick. He's certainly capable because he's already proved it at this level. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can get back to that form, and if he can, he'll he'll be one of the best players in the SEC. And uh, I, we are going to stick on the de- in the defensive backfield, Jake. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Terry on Arnold. Uh, oh yeah, you know he kind of got baptism by fire last year as a redshirt freshman at corner. Uh, look, but I think people have a hard time remembering. Go back and watch Kool Aid McKinstry as a freshman, Jake. Especially in that national championship game against against Georgia, uh, he got exposed a couple times. He got exposed before that as a true freshman, and, and you have to remember that Terry Arnold was moving from safety to corner as once he entered college. So uh, being a cornerback is relatively new to him. Uh, so that, that's important to remember. But I, I think he has all the ability in the world to be a star. Uh, player for Alabama defensively, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with with Trey Amos, the, the Louisiana transfer, because uh, I, I think him and Arnold are probably going to be, you know, dishing it out for that starting corner spot opposite of Kool Aid. But if Arnold can win that, Jake, I think he could be in for a really good uh, redshirt sophomore season. So uh, that that's my guy who I think's flying under the radar a little bit, uh, and I'm excited to see what he does here in his second year as a as a player for Alabama instead of a red shirt. 
Yeah, I really like Terry on Arnold as well. You know, he, like you said, his baptism by fire uh, last year. But for the most part, I really, I was really impressed with his game and how he played. Um, and, you know, you, we were going back, you was going, you talked about the non, non offensive touchdowns. Um, that's one thing in the second that has struggled with the past several years is making those top plays. We talked about how Malachi Moore has that ability. We know Kool Aid can do it. And I believe Arnold as well can, can make, a couple of interceptions this year to to kind of change the tide around and make because you got to figure until the quarterback situation gets settled, the offense may sputter just a little bit. We still got the 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 workhorses behind the quarterback that can take the load off, but we still need some playmakers on defense to step up and potentially force turnovers that we haven't been doing the past several years to help the offense out. Yeah, I think just just looking ahead quickly, Jacob, in week two against Texas, if, mm. if, if Alabama doesn't force turnovers in that game, it's going to be hard to beat the Longhorns because right. they're, they're going to put some points up. They, they they returned 10 of their 11 starters on from last year. The only yeah. guy they lost was was Robinson, their running back. Yeah. Right. I mean, everybody else is back. And worthy. Just I mean, yeah, he ran, he, he ran past everybody last year. So, yeah. uh, you know – the defense better be opportunistic against Texas because the offense, like you said, is probably still going to be a work in progress. I don't think they're going to be bad, but they're mm-hmm. going to be a work in progress. They're not going to be up to Texas's level yet because they're not returning 10 of their 11 starters on offense. Right. So uh, it's still going to be a work in progress there. So like you said, those those turnovers, those non-offensive touchdowns, they could be critical as, as soon as week two of the 2023 season. Yeah, I agree 100. And and this defense has the potential to to force those turnovers again. And even if they're not getting the the touchdowns out of it, at least getting the turnovers to getting getting your offense maybe set up in in a better position than starting at the 25. At least getting in the middle of the field and then having your offense start there instead of the 25. Any any little bit will help because I feel like this defense, like you said, Stacy, the offense. We'll get it going. They're too talented not to. Right, but this right. defense, this defense is a little bit more experienced right now than the offensive side of the ball is. So you've got to lean on the defense. I feel like for the first couple of games until the offense catches up to game speed, especially the new quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt about that. It's I. I would be shocked if the offense come in just rolling. Right. I mean, Boy, you have to give Tommy Reese a lot of credit if that happens. <clears throat> but well, if they uh, do, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll certainly take it. Yeah, <laughs> but but so there's our under the radar players, both offensively and defensively. Jake, before we head out, uh, just a little bit of recruiting nugget. Uh, Casey Poe, a four-star interior offensive lineman from the state of Texas, is going to be making his announcement on Wednesday. Uh, a guy who's who's arguably the best interior offensive lineman in the country for the class of 2024. Uh, he's got a top seven of Clemson, Texas Tech, LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma, Auburn, and Georgia. You know, 6'4", 6'5", around 285, 290. Uh, you know, everybody feels good about Alabama right now and their chances of landing Casey Poe. Uh, you know, give credit to Holman Wiggins. I think it's Holman Wiggins and, and, and mm-hmm. Eric Wolford who have been on the trail hot and heavy for Casey Poe and, and the guys who've been primary re- recruiting him. So uh, I think Alabama's in good position right now. I, I would predict him to commit to Alabama on Wednesday. Uh, and I think that would be a massive get for the tide as they continue to get rolling commitments here in the month of July. Yeah, that's a big, big pickup uh, if, if they're able to land on which I, I agree, Stacey. I 
feel like uh, we're sitting in a good position. But uh, he's got experience at tackle and at guard, you know. So, you know, he, he can play either or, but more than likely he's probably going to be, an, an, like you said, an interior lineman for us. But just having a guy who can, who can play on the outside as well uh, is key, uh, especially because you never know how injuries are going to go. So, Right. Poe could, po could potentially be one of those guys that can come in and start right away, uh, you know, next year, year after. So uh, I'm excited to see how his progress goes if he pits Alabama. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to that commitment on Wednesday. And like we said, we both feel confident that Alabama will land Casey Poe. And what would that give them? What, 10 or 11? I, I can't even keep up with it. It went from eight to like 11, I think, maybe. Yeah. What, 10? I don't know. Well, like two days, you know. In, like, in, just, in just a couple days. So yeah. it's hard to keep up with now. And it's going to be it's gonna be busy the next couple of weeks uh, in, in recruiting, especially for the class of 2024. So uh, just be on the lookout for commitments, you know, about every other day for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. uh, uh, a lot to look forward to there. But that's going to wrap up our show for today. Uh, a lot of fun talking about some under-the-radar players heading into the season. Uh, we're, what, 50, at the moment of recording, 53 days away from kickoff. So, at the time you're watching this, we'll be at 52 days. Yeah. So, so we're Tyler Booker days away from, from kickoff. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite players on the team right now. Yeah. I love Tyler. You know, he's his, just his attitude, man. He's nasty, man. He's nasty. He's nasty. I can, and we need that on the offensive line this year. Nasty in a good way. Good. Right, nasty, yeah. nasty in the most wonderful way possible. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll be back really soon uh, with another episode, maybe in a couple days. Uh, we'll kind of play that by ear. Uh, we're going to be planning a live show uh, sometime toward the end of this month. Uh, we're, we want the fans of, of the Crimson Tide and the fans of Tide Talk Live to be really interactive and, and kind of drive the – the conversation of that show of that live show. So we look forward to that kind of, we want to see, hear everybody's opinions on the quarterback situation on how you think the season's going to play out, but we'll have more details on that coming up in, in a couple of weeks, but we look forward to doing that and sharing that live show with, with you, the loyal viewers, listeners, however you want to put it, but uh, mm-hmm. that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for watching like share and subscribe today. Jump in the comments, give us your under the radar players and a why for yes or an in for no if you think Casey Poe is going to pick the Crimson Tide on Wednesday. But thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.